0: Welcome to the App or Not to App podcast with the app man, Jeremy Callahan, where we talk about why apps are not a luxury item and are essential to your business success. I've been in the mobile industry for over 20 years, and the question I always get is to app or not to app. Definitely, you must app. Mobile apps can help your business reduce costs, increase leads, and reduce manpower. An app is not a luxury item, it's a necessity. So let's get started making you money. Hey, Jeremy Callahan, and welcome to the show this week. And uh, we got a good topic this week. It is called Going Mobile How to Expand Your Existing Skills to Adapt to a Mobile World. So, this is not just for developers, this is for developers, it is for QA professionals, it's for project managers, it's for business owners, it's really for anybody. looking to advance their mobile skills and why you should be doing it so here's what I'm going to teach you today and it's a little bit different format so I'm just going to go through and teach you some stuff today actually so one why you should learn mobile development Um, Two, the development considerations the third thing I'm going to talk about is a hybrid versus a native mobile app and what the difference is and why you need to know that then I'm going to talk about low coding and citizen developers some new buzzwords And then of course uh, resources you can actually use to learn mobile programming okay Uh, not only just learn mobile programming but also learn some alternatives if you're not a programmer some drag-and-drop utilities that you can use for your team so if you don't know who I am I'm Jeremy Callahan I am a mobile architect before that I was a developer and I develop Android hybrid apps iOS apps I've worked uh, Small businesses and now um, some of the bigger projects i 've worked on <clears throat> are uh, Safeway universal orlando and american express i 've led the mobile teams there as well uh, i'm full stack engineer I basically have done everything since one thousand nine hundred and ninety eight i 've been a developer and uh, in two thousand and eleven I became a mobile developer and so i 've been programming mobile apps ever since then and of course I host my podcast to app or not to app I have a show on the woodage network and a youtube channel so look me up on youtube jeremy callahan subscribe if you're just listening to this today um, i encourage you to go to my youtube channel and subscribe because i'm going to be sharing a slide presentation that goes along with this as well so the main question why should i learn mobile And it's really simple, okay? I'm going to give you some stats here, and these are really important stats. So um, 67% of all organizations have at least 10 apps project project planned this year. 67% of the organizations have 10 apps that they want to build this year. That's a lot of apps. That's a lot of everyone needs an app at this point in time. 88% of all companies prioritize mobile functionality. So all of these companies out there right now, 88% of the companies out there are prioritizing mobile. And just so you know, if you're looking at the screen right now, this uh, report is from the State of Application Development 2017 by OutSystems. And this was published in November of 2017, so it's only a few months old. 62% of companies have a mobile project backlog. So if you're a developer of any sort right now, or a project manager, and you don't have mobile skills, I mean, look where the industry is going. 62% of the companies have a backlog of mobile projects. And then then this is the the big one that everybody needs to really focus on, and it's 44% of companies cite a skills gap And 37% cite not enough developers so if you look at this chart right now the purple line 44% knowledge gap and then the blue line is not enough mobile developers it's industry-wide problem right so now that we know why we got to go mobile and why we need to be involved in mobile let's talk about development considerations and really you know, a skilled mobile developer, I say, right? Like, if you're a developer, you, uh, you, you know if, else, you know how to go out and get data and display data, create registration forms, logins, data services, database programming, all of those things. All of those same concepts apply, but when we talk about mobile development, there's specific development considerations that you need to know about. And really, it's, it's kind of like the whole process of how to get uh, your code onto someone's phone. So here are some of them, and we'll just go through them real quick. Um, the first one is the app approval consideration. So when you submit an app to Google or Google Play or iTunes, you submit them. And then in iTunes, they actually review them. So if you don't have um, a good example... Let's say you're asking for geolocation. You're asking for my location when you use when I use your app. If you don't ask that at the beginning, when I first come in, say, hey, this app would like permission. If you don't ask that, Apple will reject your app. So with Apple, the approval process takes two to seven days. And then with Android, it's much faster. It's two hours. So the thing is, is if you want to launch, let's say you want to launch on May 1st, that means a week before May 1st, you actually have to submit your app. And if it gets rejected, that's going to push your timeline out. So the app approval consideration is something that you really want to be aware of. And then um, the second thing about that is you want to make sure that there are certain features within your app that you can turn on and off remotely. So from like the back end. So I'll give you an example. When I was at Safeway on the project, we did a... uh, gas rewards. They have a gas rewards page. Well, not everybody has a car. So they wanted to add grocery rewards where you would get like a dollar off for every $100 you spent. So we developed it and we programmed it, but we only wanted to roll it out. You know, we wanted to roll it out in a slow process in case something went wrong. So we only rolled it out to four, four stores. And what ended up happening was all we had to do to turn on 100 stores was go to the database and hit a record, and then those stores would be active and 1,000 stores. So we are actually able to turn on and off features from the back end. And that's something that when you're doing a mobile project, it doesn't matter if you're a developer, if you're a QA, if you're a project manager, if you're a business owner, you have to be able to remotely turn functions on and off so that you can avoid that app approval process. So you don't have, So if you roll out a new feature, you don't have to go through the app store again. The next thing we want to talk about is native features. So this is one of the other differences in developing mobile. And this is native features. And when we talk about native features, we're talking about the camera, geolocation, voice control, biometrics like your face. You know how the iPhone X recognizes your face. So again, you have to ask the user for permission. If you you don't ask for permission, you'll get rejected in the App Store and your project timeline will be pushed out. So that's a consideration next is push notification and in-app messaging so this is one of the most powerful things you can do with a mobile app because a website you can send an email and you can send traffic to a website but with a mobile app it's actually in my hand I can give you a message and it's very likely or more likely that you'll click on that at that time so push notification uh, some of the things that that you got to consider Is it requires a back-end setup as well okay and so what what we mean by that is like there's there's services like um, Salesforce has one what was the other one we used Uh, localytics was one that we used so that somebody sitting at their desk on their computer can actually type like hey I want to send a specific message that we're having a 10% off sale to these thousand customers right and then, then that push notification so that service, to set that up, the back end, one, you've got to choose what the back end's going to be, and then secondly, you've got to actually set it up. So, and then I, here's the thing I, I would really, uh, as a skilled developer, you should know, is how you're actually going to be able to test that. Because you have to, the only way you can test it is that it's actually on someone's phone. So you can't test a push notification in a simulator. You actually have to build... A file, get it on a test flight. Test flight is, so I'm talking about Apple here. Test flight is a service where um, we can put a test app up there and invite you in so that you can actually test something. So that's really the only way to test a push notification is on an actual device. So on this next slide, I want to talk to you about the difference between um, push notifications, pop up modals, And then message centers and so this is a best practice that you should know about okay so in-app in-app messages is obviously here on the left if you're looking at the screen and we have to give the users permission to to do that so a lot of times or a lot of users I would say don't approve that process so how do we deal with them well what we can do is 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 on the far right where you see message center so if you open up Instagram. Let's say Instagram's a great example. I don't have push notifications uh, on Instagram personally. I don't have them active. So I never see the little icon with the one next to it that I have a message. And I never see something like this on the left where I get a, an in-app message. Hey, Pam replied to your picture. Um, I don't see that. So, but when I open up Instagram, I see the message center and the message center is over here on the right, it's, you just see it, it's just a little one that indicates I have a message in the header of my app. And so that way, that's a good practice for planning and development of a messaging service. You have in-app, in-app messages for the people who've accepted them and then the people who haven't, when they open the app, their eye is drawn to that thing and they're likely to see your message. So that's the best practice there. And then the final piece is the one in the middle, which is an in-app modal. So this is something you can control from the back end. So let's say um, this, this one is uh, for Waze. Um, what is it? Sync your calendar. They're asking you to sync. They, they added a new feature to sync, sync your calendar. So when you open this app the first time or maybe the second time, you actually see this message pop up. And you might only see it one time. So that's special offer. So uh, push notifications, in-app modals and message centers are very important to know in the development consideration. The next is deep linking. So I'll explain what a deep link is. A deep link is essentially a smart link. So what what it, what it is is, if, let's just say I send you an email, and in that I want you to come into my app and take some sort of action. So what a deep link does is the first thing it does is when somebody clicks on that link, it determines, is this user uh, Android? iOS or are they a web user that's the first thing it does if they're a mobile user the next thing it does is it say it says does this user have the app installed if you have the app installed it links you in to the specific page right so if I send you a product for a shoe and then you click on it and it just takes you to like the home page of my app that's a horrible user experience so what we want to do is take them if i show you a picture of a shoe and you click on it into the app into the actual shoe that i sent you. and so that's what deep linking does. it it determines if you have a phone, it determines if you have an app. and then if you don't have the app or you're on the web, it just takes you to a web page with that specific product. so that's what deep linking is and you have to have deep linking. there's third parties that you can integrate with the most effective one out there the leader in the industry is a company called branch and it's branch.io is their, um, is where they're at they have a software development kit for ios for android for web they have one for hybrid they they really cover everything and here on the screen you can just see an example of a deep link so here it is i send a message we send a push notification message or a text to someone and then if they click it they're actually taking to the exact recipe that you see on the screen here if they don't have <clears throat> the app um, I guess they could be taken to the to the to the listing in iTunes and ask them to install the app uh, localization so localization is having your app available in multiple languages so this is something you want to think about in every app project do Is this just an English, United States only product, or are we going to roll it out in Spanish um, and different languages? And so when you develop this, when you plan and develop this, you want to make sure that all of the text fields, like, um, I don't know, the name of the page, right? The heading of the page, that they're all dynamically programmed. So later on, even if you're only doing it in English the first time, you may want to do this. because. A year later, you might come back and go, wow, we could double our market if we went into Mexico. Then all we need is a Spanish. So what you basically have is a text file and it has all the English. And then you have a text file that has all the Spanish. And when the app loads, it goes and it fetches that file, the text file. So the same code is pulling two different languages. And that's what localization is. Okay, so third-party APIs. This is the final development consideration and When we talk about a third-party API, this is like a call-out. So the in-app messages like I talked about we have to use a service like uh, Localytics uh, for deep linking we use something like branch. So this is a third-party API that we actually have to tie into and coming back to the uh, to the report again by out systems and the I mean the average app has probably about six API calls so that could be to branch to your in-app messages that could also be to to your local services as well you know maybe your login and password service so API services are something that every developer um, should know about when they get into programming mobile apps okay next section uh, native versus a hybrid architecture okay so Let me just explain kind of what the difference is. A native is actually iOS or Android specific, okay? And what that means is that if you program for an iPhone, you program in Swift, which is a programming language. And if you program in Android, you program in Java. So let's say I want to make an app for a uh, workout app and I want to do it native. That means I have to program it twice. I have to program it once in... Uh, Android and once an iOS. Now, you do get better performance. So, if you're doing something like a game or something where, where performance is very important, then you definitely want to choose a native. Um, they have rich libraries of like native components, buttons, um, transitions between pages, all the things you see in a lot of like native uh, iPhone or Android gestures and movements. They have libraries for that. And you don't have third-party dependencies, so you don't have to worry about a a third-party changing something up. Now, hybrid on the other hand, okay, one code base that can be run on both devices. And basically what you do is you program uh, with HTML, CSS, and JavaScript, which are web technologies. So if you're a front-end web programmer and you're looking to get into mobile, this is the fastest and most effective way. You take the code you have, the HTML, the CSS, and the JavaScript. You put it into something like PhoneGap. And what PhoneGap does is it spits you out two files, one for Android and one for iOS. So from one code base, write it once, run it anywhere. So it's very, um, it's more cost effective. It's easier to maintain. And so there's just a lot of upside to it. And we're starting to see a lot of companies go down that route now. The, um, again, the, the number one way of how to choose, so this is the most important, like how do you choose, right? Well, a lot of times the client already has a system in there in place, which is native, so you just use that. But if you're in a role or a position where you have to choose a native versus a hybrid framework, here's how you do it. Okay, so the first thing you're gonna do is just look at your phone right now and look at all the icons on your phone and make a determination. Is most of the apps on your phone Are they just websites? So if, if you like, think about Yelp, think about OpenTable, think about Groupon. Look at those sites. Those are just websites. They're really just websites. They're not doing anything special, you know? Yeah, they're using your camera, but they're not really doing anything special. So if a app and the app you wanna build or the customer you're building an app for is just a website that has website functionality, then always choose a hybrid framework, always. If you need something um, like a game, definitely native. If you need something like Snapchat where you're using the camera to do gestures and AR and some other things, definitely native. So here's the uh, chart with the breakdown of the native versus hybrid. And it's kind of interesting. 26%, you know, oh, sorry. What is your preferred mobile app development? This is, they've asked companies, what's your preferred you know, native hybrid hybrid gets 19% native gets 17%. So hybrid is just a little bit ahead of native, but uh, the, bi- the big blue one there is varies from case to case. So you could be a company that has a, um, a native app, and then you come up with an idea for something and you realize that it, it would be more effective to program it in a hybrid framework. So it just varies okay let's talk about low code what the heck is low code well low code are are, is it's kind of a buzzword and citizen developers is the new one Um, it allows non-developers to create apps so these these range i mean some of them you could actually as they're they're kind of drag and drop utilities some you could actually program not program but you could actually launch an app most of them You basically drag and drop and create prototypes of apps. And then with those prototypes, you take them and hand those off to the developers and then the the developers actually do the heavy coding on those. So these have a lot of upside. They um, speed up development time, first of all, and they speed up the prototyping process tremendously. So it's definitely something you wanna do. And um, again, drag and drop utilities. My personal favorite is Ionic Creator. There's a link in the presentation. All these links are in the uh, back of the presentation, by the way. So Ionic Creator is a great one. It it allows you to, here's Ionic Creator right here. It allows you to um, just basically drag and drop. You can see over on the left-hand side, there's button bars, buttons, there's um, photos, and you just drag them over, and then kind of on the right, you can um, change out the text. And the nice thing about Ionic Creator is that you can actually export it onto someone's phone and allow them to test it um, in a test environment. So, how do you learn mobile? How can you, and I think this is for everybody, you know, again, some of you are developers, some of you are business people, some are in QA, some are business owners that are watching this. So, just how do you learn mobile? And really, there's some great utilities out there. And I'm going to reference uh, all the IBM utilities because so I think they're fantastic. And the first one is Bluemix. Um, you can get an account on Bluemix and get in there. And, and this is, you know, if you just want to take tutorials and learn things, this is perfect, right? Like, if you look, there's all kinds of things you could actually use uh, in the mobile starter kits. There's actually Watson visual recognition. You could build like a visual recognition, face uh, like a face app using their platform Um, Ionic over there top right that's a hybrid framework if you want to work within that one there's a there's a there's some solution tutorials. so here are the tutorials I would recommend that you go to the link below and use the um, solution tutorials these are here's one for iOS Android and hybrid and these actually set up a in-app notification so you could actually just go in and program this and learn this really easy um, there's also quick start guides. So there's just a bunch of quick start programming things. There's one for um, Cordova, which is actually PhoneGap. That's a hybrid. There's iOS. There's Android. There's Windows. There's this xmarion Marion, Exmarion, Marian, Exmarion uh, which is a hybrid framework. And then if you just want to do a website well as well like a responsive web page Look quick start guides. You'd like put them in there. You type in some some code like a few commands and it installs a folder on your computer that actually has, like, an app pretty much programmed. Very good. Um, IBM has some great mobile seminars on their YouTube channel. Um, all different kinds of topics covered here. Introduction to App Center, Introduction to Cloud, Secure Your Mobile Service with a Backend with your App ID. So all kinds of good stuff here. And then here's the, um, here's the links to the resources. You can get in here and check these links out and these are available for you to go in and, you know, start tinkering around, start looking and learning a new skill. So, that's the end of the presentation today. Again, my name is Jeremy Callahan. If you have any questions, please reach out to me. My website is jeremycallahan.com and you can find my email there. There's my phone number if you want to call me if you have questions about apps app development, where to get started with app development, anything. I would love to help you. I'm available for you, and I appreciate you watching the presentation.